is Grow Into You, Soul Chats for Teens. I'm Melissa Manning, and I'm so happy to have you here. In this very special episode, I'm joined by my beautiful friend Grace. Grace opens up and shares about how her experience in high school of being bullied and having negative self-body image issues actually led her to her journey to find yoga and healing. Grace is now a healer that helps women with the tools of yoga, astrology, chakra balancing, and Reiki. If you don't know what those are yet, no worries. Grace will explain them to you here. Uh, It's a really special potent episode on self-love and self-nourishment. So I really hope you enjoy and this helps, helps you on your own path to healing. So thank you. I met Grace through our group business coaching program, and she is someone that I clicked with instantly. She has such a positive and supportive aurora around her. She is a heart-led leader, a Reiki master teacher, working with chakras, astrology, and her intuition. She works with private clients, has led virtual retreats, and offers group coaching programs. And I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you for joining. Thank you. Yes. I'm just honored that I can be in this space with you. Thank you. Yay. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Okay. So would you like to now introduce yourselves and for the people that don't know you and aren't familiar with you yet, give a little bit of background of who you are, what you do. Yeah. So Melissa, you hit it on the nail like perfectly. Um, I think maybe the only thing I would just add for those of you that don't know me is that I actually, a big reason why I came into healing work after years was because I was bullied in high school. And so um, the body image and, or my body image and my work in healing my body image was kind of like a Kickstarter to then journeying into um, yoga and then into Reiki and then into teaching a woman how to feel empowered through their own chakras, their astrology chart. But it started because I was <clears throat> in that space, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was younger. And so that's kind of been my passion going forward. And it's unfortunately that so many people can relate to being bullied in high school or even later on. It does continue sometimes. But it's such beautiful that you've been able to channel that and kind of change your directive with the story and now that it's led oh. you into this more empowered place where you can now help others yeah so, absolutely beautiful doing that work thank you doing that work is yeah so special and so so need it mm-hmm. would you want to go back and tell us a little bit more about your teenage years and kind of describe to us what grace looked like as a teenager <laughs> yeah totally so in um, middle school and high school, obviously, our bodies go through changes. And so you don't know what normal is until you get into like high school and you see everyone else look a certain way. And you're like, why don't I look like that? Um, so I was at my highest, I was 207 um, in weight. And so that was taking a toll on my health. I was pre-diabetic. And I just had no knowledge of what healthy eating was like I didn't know now all that I know right that's going to be later like what I wish I could tell me at that age but anyway giving her full reign here but um yeah so I was a little bit on the bigger side and you know I I didn't feel like I needed to take care of myself because I was like well no one really likes me like I have a few friends here and there 
Um, but I just always got a lot of bullying from men, actually, like the boys in my school. Um, but the, the women, the females in my school were a little nicer to me, but it was mostly the men, believe it or not. So it created this like distaste and disharmony in me pursuing like a romantic partner growing up a little later. Um, also some work to be done there, right? Like everything's work. But um, that was me when I was high, in high school. I loved just music. And so that's how I would channel um, any sadness or anger would be through like listening to music, drawing, playing the piano, um, and just making myself laugh. So I created like this home within myself before I even knew how to. I just knew that I could come back to me and I would be like, this is what this would stay for me, even if people told me like, don't trust your body or like, don't love your body. I was like, <clears throat> I love, I love that I could just be by myself. <laughs> and it's still something that I do uh, to ground daily. So yeah, that's, that was it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so important to have that solace within ourselves and that safe place within ourselves. Mm -hmm. My journey was actually like a little bit of opposite where I like never felt safe within myself. I always like mm -hmm. needed that external validation and that's something that I've now been working towards to change is to find that safe mm -hmm. place within. Do you oh. think like, yeah, do you think that, um, having those tools of, you know, drawing and writing and playing piano really helped you to create that safe space? A thousand percent, because it was just me. And I could see, I could see a little, even though I talked to myself really badly, I knew that I, I was kind of also trusting myself. It was a really weird relationship I had with myself, but I knew somewhere inside that I could, I could come back to myself through art not really knowing that that's what I was doing, but looking back at it, that's what it was. I feel like that's especially true as a teenager is like, we don't fully know what we're doing. Then when we look back, we're like, wow, good job, younger self. Like you somehow you took care it. of yourself. <laughs> or reverse. You're still here. You're still yeah. here. Or reverse. You can say like, oh, wow, I have a lot of compassion for myself through what I was moving totally. Did you mm -hmm. have any like teachers or elders that were that would direct you towards arts or was that something that was just innate within you? It was innate within me. I didn't feel like I had a voice. I didn't feel like what I had to say about what I was struggling through mattered, right? Like, so it was in music class that I, I had a teacher that would just give me extra time on the piano or like little things like that sprinkled throughout my um, middle school and high school experience. And I always loved connecting to my teachers because I felt like they would see me um, as opposed to my peers. So I can't have one person that really molded that experience, but it was just kind of like collectively sprinkled throughout. Yeah, that you connected more so with the people that were a little bit older than you. You mm -hmm. kind of had that old soul wisdom throughout. I know it. <laughs> yeah, and now it's something that you can use as your gift. Like, I see that in you as, like, you yeah, have that totally. old soul. Like, if I want advice on something, I would go to you. And that's just yeah. something that you maybe didn't see as a teenager because it was so oh. disconnecting from yourself because you're like, wow, I don't fit in. Like, I don't relate mm -hmm. to maybe the people at my age. And you're it's like this taking this piece that you kind of feel like, why am I like this? And now totally. it's like, thank God now I have this. <laughs> Yeah, you said, wow, I never even thought about it that way. But yes, thank you for your intuition on that, because that's so true. That's just obviously my perspective. So I don't mean to project anything on you. But I just know. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, good. I'm glad it feels good. I think it's really important for whatever 
you're moving through now, especially as teenagers, if you have this piece that makes you feel like you don't fit in, like, really look at that piece and see if you can change your perspective to see it as a gift instead of this, I don't fit in. And maybe you don't fit in right now as a teenager. And that's okay. It's extremely painful for those of us that have experienced not fitting in. It's very, very painful in that moment. And so I don't mean to mm, disregard that in any way. But everything changes. Everything changes. And I hope you find the hope that if you don't fit in right now, there are people you will fit in with and there is a community out there for you. And that I'm saying as much to myself as I am saying it to anybody else. I'm receiving it. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, I feel that too. And then with the healthy eating as well, did you have, Mm -hmm. were you mirroring like parent relationships or different um, relationships with food that you had saw where you just kind of like mimicking and mirroring that for yourself? Yeah, exactly that. So um, in my household, um, growing up in a, a Latin home, a lot of it is like, you know, the rice, the the meat, which is great, which is healthy, but also um, a lot of processed foods, running to McDonald's for breakfast before school. Just, I never knew that food to take care of me as fuel. Um, until it, until I went into like college time, but yeah, so I was marrying my parents. That's all that we were doing, right? Um, in the house that we grew up, in the houses we grew up in. So some compassion there, because if there wasn't any um, knowledge that you were able to gain in those times, it's okay. Like even if you're listening to this now and you're of that age and you're like, oh, like what I eat matters. Um, Essentially, yes, I was marrying my parents, so. Yeah, and I think that's something exactly what you said to bring compassion towards, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. We're still growing into ourselves. We have so much to figure out. Like, we don't know how to take care of ourselves fully yet. I think it's something that we're always learning, because our needs also change, so also continuously learning how to take care Mm -hmm. of ourselves. So if you don't have a healthy relationship with food right now, it's okay. Right, yeah. Let it be. Let it be. And you can continue continue to learn. And if hearing those words, like you said, feels good to you, then there are tools to learn how to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Where did your journey kind of shift? And where did you kind of um, step into more of that self-nurturing and that yoga and everything Ooh. else? Self-nurturing. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, because no, that's really what that. it was. Self-nurturing. Um, it started when I was in... Okay, so I dropped out of high school, went to a community college. So I was surrounded by people older than me, right? Because I, I got my GED, then I did AA, then my BS. But in my um, GED portion, so I was still pretty young, I was with people that would, like, bring, like, apples and, like, bananas to class. And I was like, wow, like, what is that? <laughs> like, something so simple, right? And then I overheard people, like, saying, I'm going to go to the gym tonight. Like, do you want to come with me? And then they would like ask me and I was like, I don't, what's the gym? You know, like I never even stepped into it. So the shift came after I started like working out on my own, watching YouTube videos, like just learning on how 
what can grace do a little bit every day to to kind of shift and I went all or nothing as a Scorpio so um, it actually took me into a um, an eating disorder for uh, a year or so um, so I wasn't I wasn't eating enough I was under eating so my calorie range I was looking at that and being like oh no like crap grace like you're gonna gain all this weight back and and all this work to to get down to 130 is now over like so I was really my neck my talk was so bad inside my brain so it was good to an extent but then also I, I took it to an extreme um and it actually broke me off from a lot of happiness and joy that I could have experienced in those eight in those years so um the shift to nurture then came when I uh, met a friend and she told me about her dieting so it really is just all the self-nurturing came from community. Like I started opening myself up to having friends again. <laughs> um, and she was saying like something similar to my experience. I was like, wow, I felt really alone. Like I didn't know people experienced this. That's how internal I was when I was younger because I was just so um, harmed or traumatized by the people that I thought I could trust. So gratefully, friends helped me to self-nurture. They took me into like, you know, classes about um, self healthy eating and then I ended up just taking a nutrition class in um, college during my AA so right after I got my diploma so I can learn about what nutrition really is and I was like oh like vitamins and so that just opened up my world and from there um, I became interested in my body more I was like oh my body she can be strong like I've seen her change so now how can I do this like for other people so I went to school for exercise physiology with nutrition and then I found yoga. So it's like, it all kind of happened in its own timing. And I think it happened perfectly in a way, even though it was really hard in the dark time. Um, but the but the shift came from just allowing myself to be open to help or open to a friend, right? Um, and I think that's the biggest takeaway for any age um, that you're in, if you're still middle school or high school, like allow yourself to receive good people <laughs> in life. If, if they're there for you so yeah oh gosh I love that that you really community helped you so much I think that's something that a lot of us also struggle with because we do feel so alone and we do look internal so much that we miss that piece of like there is this community there and there are good people that can help us and totally that is your journey and I think it's also true is that like one thing led to another thing and it led to another thing and that's what has guided you to yeah. where you are now it always takes time and takes these steps to and the journey is different for everyone how we come here um and the journey will continue to be different for everyone and that's yeah. the beauty of it as well <laughs> yeah that is the beauty of it we're all on our journey yeah no, we definitely are. And learning nutrition actually in school, I think it's one of the best ways to learn it because right now I think it's also a little harmful. I don't know if you scroll on TikTok or scroll on Instagram, there's so much nutrition uh -huh. advice out there. Everywhere. And it's everywhere. And it's really overwhelming. Like what is true? What is not true? Where do I get yeah. my information from? So mm -hmm. having that like solid education and totally. more based in science, I think is also very beneficial. <laughs> No, seriously, like, I, it's funny, like, once you have a, a little bit of nutrition in action, or nutrition, education in nutrition, and then you see, like, all of the other information on social media, like, whoa, I can see how that can be so harmful in a way, because it's, like, 
how, how's that going to affect my body, right? How's that going to affect me right now? So if you can take any type of class at, in school or, or outside of school with nutrition basics, like, please, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah, I do too. I wish that I was taught in high school. I don't understand why it's not. I mean, I don't really understand what they teach in high school, but like, gosh. Like, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> right? Know, like, if I had it, I would we'd all learn meditation and nutrition in high school. Uh, and something else that you mentioned that I wanted to talk about too is like that negative self-talk was there no matter what weight you were at. And I think that's also really important is that we always think like, oh, the weight's going to make us happier or something external is going to make us happier. But those voices are still always going to be there unless we do that inner work to kind of look at them to see like, are these really true? And why do I have them? Because then if you lose that weight, it's still going to be like, oh, maybe if I lose a little bit more then and that's kind of the downward yeah. spiral that we can get ourselves into sometimes. So I think that's like really great that you mentioned that too, is like the weight's not the solution to it. Mm -hmm. It's that negative self-talk and that love that we can bring into ourselves too, which is totally something else that we have to learn. <laughs> self-love no we don't get taught self-love 101 <laughs> no we do not yeah if you were uh, to teach yeah. self-love 101 what would you do what would you be in? oh my gosh I would say look at yourself in the mirror right now as you are perfect <laughs> and then say to yourself I am perfect I love my body I love my body I love my body that's literally just the first step is awareness right like yeah to, to have someone activate the love within you is great but then also to just work into yourself and and devote your life to unraveling and unshedding all that stuff all the negativity that was there from not even you from like other people right portraying projections onto you and saying you should look like this or act this way like no dude you were born perfectly with all of your cosmic gifts and you'll see them one day but for right now just love your body, love, love your skin, love who you are. Um, she's perfect. So that would be my class. <laughs> Just be like, look at each other and say, I love you. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I feel like after this call, I'm going to go do that too. Do the I know. I'm work. looking at my mirror. I'm like, I love, I love you. <laughs> looking at no, my mirror. <laughs> look in the eyes. I love you. And it is like weird at first. And like sometimes even on my hard so days, weird. it's like really uncomfortable. Even on my hard days, I'll be like, I love Sorry, myself. You know. And it's like, do you, <laughs> you know, your reflection tells you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ego, the loud, the, 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 the comes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you just have to keep repeating. And then it's like, oh yeah, I'm back. I love I'm myself. Good. I got I'm it. worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Worthy. Oof. Yeah. Always worthy, but it's, it's a, a big, big one. one. Big one. And then something else that you had mentioned was because you're a Scorpio, you go mm -hmm. all in. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm also a Scorpio. I have Scorpio in six planets in my chart. Um, so, like, oh, so yes, much freaking this. water. Um, for me, astrology, I have loved because I find it really as a tool of, like, self-awareness more so. And just being like, oh, wow, like, that's why I do that? Or, like, ah, mm -hmm. okay, like, this is kind of a piece of me. So can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about astrology, how you found it, how you use it, all of it? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. So I've said this story a little bit before on my social media, but in high school is when I actually found um, astrology through 
um, you know, the Cosmo magazines that they had, like in the stores, I'd look at what Scorpio's was, and then I, and then something in there said like, but also don't dismiss like the moon or something. I was like, whoa, there's more to me. So then I went home that night, I think, and I just like typed in like pre-birth chart reading and I got a whole bunch of stuff and I was reading it. <clears throat> and for the first time ever, I was like, it is exactly like who I am. And like all these things that I never knew how to felt or feel and digest are like in these words put, so, put together so eloquently and I'm receiving them. So yeah, like you said, how astrology is like, oh, that's why I do this that way. That's why this doesn't feel good to me. This is why <clears throat> I may prefer to do something in this fashion versus this fashion, right? So it, it kind of validated me in, in a way that I had never experienced validation because it was something internal. It wasn't that someone was telling me that this is who I was. It was that I was getting to know me in who I am, like who I've always been. So that was the start of, of my, I guess, awareness. Um, and I, I kind of put it away for a few years, right? Because I was just like, okay, let me go do my thing. But then um, back in college, someone asked me my birthday. And I was like, I'm a Scorpio. And she's like, what's your moon sign? I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I forgot. Like I read this when I was in high school. So I, that's kind of how it started like building back up again. Because um, <clears throat> I had gone through that really detrimental like body shift. Um, and negative self-talk <clears throat> portion of my journey and then so I was like oh that was that playing out in my chart okay got it but you know everything has its shadow and everything has its light so I devoted to like continue to do my best to stay in the light even if it meant that it would be harder so yeah that's how astrology came to me and I, it's a tool that I use for compassion of myself and also for compassion to understand others because sometimes I don't understand people. Um, and so I look at and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting where you're coming from now. So that's how it, I was just a self-study over the years. Um, so yeah, that's been me in astrology since then. Yes, I love it. I use it for other people as well, too. Like yeah. I, so I didn't find astrology until more recently, like last two years. And I had a really like difficult working relationship with a coworker and then I found astrology and I looked up her chart and I was like, ah, oh, this makes sense. Like this makes sense. And it was that same thing. So like with astrology, we always have like the positive aspects about Scorpios that were like, you know, very intuitive and all of that. And but the negative is that we can be, you know, pretty stubborn or just <laughs> Yeah, there's little things for everyone. Yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. (laughs) And then when I was looking at her chart, she was a Leo. So when I was more of like kind of understanding it, I was seeing that we were both like acting in our shadows of each other and we weren't acting in the light. So it was just like our shadows were like super clashing. And once I had that like more understanding, I was like, okay, now I can like work more towards my light, like use these gifts that mm-hmm. I do have and, and then like yep. see if we can foster this relationship. Obviously it wasn't something where I can tell her like, Hey, you're a Leo. Like this is why we don't get along. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah, that yeah, totally. we were pretty far off, but it's like always something that I think we can use. And now it's just like, yeah, fun. And it's nice. It like fun. Yeah. It's fun. And it's like nice reading our charts and being like, wow, somebody gets us. Somebody gets us. Yeah. The plane is, we were born how we were born on purpose. But also as you were saying that, like the analogy of like putting on different glasses came through, like seeing life through like this different lens. Yeah. 
a more compassionate understanding lens yeah. for sure so yeah more compassion is always in it so for me astrology always. definitely helps me do that yeah same yeah and astrology can go so deep sometimes like i mean it even like kind of predicted what my relationship would be like with my dad and you know it yep. was like it said that I was going to have like a very emotionally controlling father figure in my mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. I was like wow and again it's not something yeah. like oh okay like done like the planets predicted it like this is how it's going to be forever like it's yeah it was that way when you were born and now it's like mm-hmm. your journey is to work through this if you choose to do so totally yeah, yeah. like free will <clears throat> astrology doesn't dismiss our free will um so like definitely how you said yes you will have these dramas with father in this lifetime but if you decide to work through it like there may be a reward you may find that you're closer to him so it's always like it gives you astrology gives you the the empowerment because you get to choose like you're the one that chooses what to do right we got to choose to work into the light or we can choose to like stay in that possessive obsessive detrimental Scorpio place for the rest of our lives but yeah no you know like so I think I think self-love combined with astrology equals like empowerment for life because you know that you can always come back to your your self-love practices um with astrology as the tool to to move through any type of layer or experience that life um is holding for you then yes so beautifully said. So yeah. beautifully said. So I know you offer you. some astrology work as well. You go through and read people's charts, right? Yeah. I I read people's charts based on what they feel they are blocked in because it's usually something that they haven't recognized before, which is just, a, you know, awareness is a start. So they're like, oh. And then from there, then it becomes like, okay, what can we do right now as a practice to incorporate some self-love, okay, breath, okay, movement, great. Now what can we do moving forward to keep your energy in that space? Okay, chakra clearing. So it, it kind of flows in this in this way, but it usually starts with an awareness of your birth chart because it's you. I'm not telling you what to do. You're telling you what to do. Um, you're healing yourself in that way. So that's, that's how it's empowering, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's like that key to unlock that change that you need. It's like that spark. Yeah, it's the key piece. Ah, so wonderful. And then you also mentioned chakras. Can you explain what chakras are to people that may not know you? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, so guys, chakras are really cool because we were born with them as well, and we will always have them. So chakras are these seven energy centers that run along our spine. And so there's the root chakra, which is located at the base. You have a sacral chakra that's located below your belly button. You have a solar plexus that's located right in the core of you. You've got your heart chakra in your chest, your throat chakra, your throat, the third eye between your eyebrows, and you have a crown chakra at the very crown of your head. And so what happens is when we're younger, our lower chakras are developing. And so they may not always be in balance, but that's okay because they're developing. So you don't put so much pressure on yourself if you're like oh my root is closed but um so you know the word root comes from our foundations in life it's, it's our childhood it's birth to, to six months that's when it starts developing and it cycles through 
And then your sacral chakra years are like when you start getting crushes, when you start feeling like, you know, your hormones are changing, when you feel um, all, all the feels is when sacral chakra starts developing just because the sacral rules the emotions. And then solar plexus is kind of like when you get into the 18, 20 years old, when you're like, ooh, I have a choice to like become someone in this life. And so it's like your empowerment, right? So in the younger years for you guys that are listening, don't worry about too much if, if you feel out of balance all the time in a chakra, it's just you're developing them, but you can do practices simply as breath or movement um, for each chakra to just help you flow along the process in a much easier, more gentle way um, because growing pains exist also in our chakras. Um, so yeah, those are our chakras from the lower point. Um, and then your heart chakra and all the other chakras are there too for you, but um, just to focus on the lower chakras, especially when you're growing up is, is good. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's true that if you have a lower chakra that's maybe underdeveloped, then your highest chakra yeah. is then going to be mm -hmm. overdeveloped. So everything yeah. has this natural balance and yeah, balance. yeah. Of it. <laughs> you can see us we're flowing with it with our hands. Um, and I think chakra balancing is just, again, like an interesting self-awareness tool because, you know, there's pretty easy charts where it'll say your root chakra. Um, this is what it could be when you're out of balance. This is what it can be when you're in balance. I actually have a resource that I had made for a chakra retreat <clears throat> last month. And so if you want, I can like send it to you if you want to post it in the show notes below. It's just like a PDF for you guys to download. Yeah, um, that would be so awesome. It's yeah, it just goes into like the themes of each chakra, what it looks like if it's out of balance, what it looks like when it's in abundance, and then some things you can do for self-care. So it's like four, four or five slides per chakra, and it's a PDF so you guys can refer back to it whenever. That'd be so, so beautiful. Thank you for yeah, sharing I'll that send with it over. everyone. Totally, yeah. Just another piece of way that we can actually do self-care for ourselves, and that's self-nourishment. There we go. Yeah, yeah. self-nourishment system. And hopefully you know, this is maybe similar to a story that you had shared that this is the first time that you're hearing about it. And then who knows where the journey mm -hmm. will go. Exactly. That's it. The <laughs> activation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you also do Reiki, right? Yeah. Reiki. Yes. So then what is Reiki and how do you do that as well? So Reiki is universal life force is what it translates to. And so if you've ever just even rubbed your hands together and you've made your hands hot and then kind of gently pulled them away, you can feel that there's like a little bit of energy between your hands and, and that's your life force. That's your prana. Um, so when you are receiving Reiki, all it is is just an, a greater influx of that universal life force to aid in whatever healing that you need, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally or maybe mentally, um, there are many layers and ways to um, felicitate Reiki, but the intention is always the important part. It's just, if there's an intention to heal heartbreak, okay, we're going to bring Reiki energy, which is just life force again, love energy, into the heart space. And, and you're going to feel maybe like warmth or tingly or just maybe like you want to cry. And that's just all energetic release. So um, my sessions are really intuitive. I, I scan the chakras in the person beforehand and usually they tell me, yeah, my hip hurting. I'm like, you got it. Like, we're going to work on that. So um, it's 
just very gentle, it's non-invasive. You don't even have to lay hands on anyone. You can really just hover the hands um, if, if that's where the healing is. So yeah, it Reiki came into my life after yoga teacher training and it came um, in a perfect time because I was going through like the separation um, with a counterpart or a partner and it was taking a big toll on my heart chakra. And so every day after I learned how to give myself Reiki, I would just place my hands on my heart and, and send Reiki into my heart and I would cry and it would feel beautifully releasing, very cathartic. Um, but if I hadn't had this awareness around Reiki, I, I probably wouldn't have made it out of that um, separation so easily. Um, not easily, right, but like more gently, I guess. Yeah, as um, smoothly as you maybe Yeah. Had. So, exactly. Um, so then that's why I love to bring Reiki into even my yoga classes. Um, that I teach it just brings more love into the space and we all need that so yeah we absolutely all need more love and for those of you that maybe this sounds a little too woo-woo for I think you just have to experience it because the first time I experienced Reiki was actually also in a yoga class where the teacher was Reiki certified and she taught class but then at the end of Shavasana or just like throughout the class depending on what pose we were in she would offer Reiki on and it's like oh, you just like feel like such a release. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I like didn't even realize that I needed that big of a release. But then as she was doing it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I so needed this. <laughs> so needed yeah, this. Yeah, you don't realize what you need until you get it. So exactly. yeah, like you said, just experience it. Um, even if you can find like virtual Reiki classes uh, or, or workshops or something, you still receive it. So You do. Yeah. And it's very powerful. It can be very so powerful. powerful. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your tools with us. I oh. love this little learning about chakras and astrology and Reiki. You and got it. <laughs> it's so wonderful. So if anyone wants to find you after this or work with you or have a session with you, what would be a good way for them to contact you? So I'm on Instagram at Gracie Noelle. And um, after I share the show notes or <laughs> the PDF with Melissa in the show notes I'm sure we can put it in there as well um but yeah guidedgracehealing.com is also another way you can find me but feel free to just send me a message on Instagram and we can chat and see where you're at and see if we're a good fit for one another to heal beautiful thank you so much thank you for sharing your story being open thank you for the work you do now I love it I love you thank Thank you you just this conduit of goodness in the world (laughs) thank you thank you all so much for listening to this episode after recording this i felt the extra need to go give myself that love and attention that my soul really needs to really self-nurture and self-nourish so i hope you leave feeling inspired and with some tips that you can actually use within your life as well It would mean so much to me if you could rate and review this episode. Please let me know what you think and anything that you'd like to hear. Thank you and have such a beautiful day.